Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay, as always. And we've got another win to talk about. Not exactly the most notable game in the world against the Buffalo Sabres, a game that I'm going to be real. I totally forgot it was even happening until like Peter sent out the first tweet that the puck was down. I was like, oh, that's right. Now we're doing this. Yeah, it was the earliest game that we'd played year to date. Um, And you could definitely tell the abs had a little extra fun in Vegas that extra night they stayed there. Um, it was offensively, they were fine, but defensively they I think they left a little part of their brain in, uh, Vegas. Yeah. I think there are a lot of players that were spiritually still in bed for this game against the Sabres. It's, it started out just on crack. You had five goals in the first period and three goals within two minutes of each other. It started with Tage Thompson, who ends up scoring a hat trick in this game, you know, would be good for him. And it's like we kind of talked about after the Vegas games, like this game in Buffalo is trap game central. And it felt like that early. It truly was. I thought it was going to be one of those games where it's like, okay, you just come off. Probably you killed another one of those beasts that had given you trouble. You finally beat them. And then you got to go play the, well, I guess they aren't last place Sabres. They've actually been better this year than I thought they were going to be. But a Sabres team that's not going to make the playoffs. And they get the first goal, and I think me and you text each other saying, here we go. Like, this is, this yeah. isn't going to be an easy one. we got to buckle up. Yeah, and like I, un- I understand for the Avs why they were not up for this game. I wasn't even up for this game. I, no I, was. Like, I forgot this game was happening. Like I knew the game was going to happen, but it didn't even register with me. that like, oh, this is like right now until I finally started to get the tweets that like there was puck drop and everything. And it's like we well, said, you, you could have seen it in a lot of the demeanor of the team that they were, this is just one of those games. That's a roadblock to the end of the season. Yeah, we won't remember this game in two weeks. No, we'll I forget this game. I, honestly, I'm struggling to remember a lot of it right now. Yeah. We, we were, uh, we, we were joking when we were watching the game, like even everyone on the Twitter feed, like usually apps, Twitter is popping off. It was dead. Like there was, I noticed there were, that too. There were not a lot of people watching the game. Um, and there was a blizzard in Buffalo. So, like, I mean, even half the fans weren't even there. Like, that stadium was empty. You would have thought they had uh, restrictions in there for attendance. But yeah, it was a weird the only game. restriction is that the team is not, is, has not been good. So, restriction is spending money on them. Yeah. And then going out in a blizzard as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that first period, like you said, like that was one of the crazier first periods I think we've seen all year, would you say? It reminded me a lot of the December abs, like especially that game in mm-hmm. Philadelphia where it was 
the crazy first period scoring back and forth. No one settled in. There is no defense, no goaltending to speak of. It's just kind of how we play against bad teams. Like it, it doesn't even bother me because it literally does not matter. No, like I mean, we still won. Yeah, we still won. We're in the playoffs. We're going to make the playoffs. Like I've, you see the occasional person like be like, oh, here come the abs playing down again. Like if we were in like a playoff race or like an actual like threat that like we need every single point. Yeah, that would be a big problem. But my only concern is how is this going to translate to the playoffs? Nothing about this game is translating in two months. And if you, if you go and look at the data so far this year against every team, that's a playoff caliber team in the past two months, the abs have played just as good of them, if not better in majority of them. Like Like against Vegas, that was, that was one of the best defensive games they've played all year. Yeah, without a doubt. Like you you just look at the last three games period against Dallas and Vegas. Excellent defensive hockey, a lot of attention to detail outside of the, the second Dallas game with a couple mistakes. And then you go into this one, and it's it's not a coincidence that is the sloppiest game you've seen. They're straight up not up for this. Like there's nothing Jared Bednar can say to them that's like, okay, guys, let's go out there and have a hundred percent game. Cause everyone in there is smart enough to know that it's just not worth it. Even if you lose this game, which on paper looks terrible, it really doesn't matter all that much. It doesn't. I mean, they've got a pretty decent size lead in the Central Division. They've got pretty good lead for the first seed in the Western Conference, which is really all I'm focused on is home home ice throughout the uh, Western Conference. Um, but it, even when they needed to turn on the third period again, they, they, they turned it on. They did. It's what they do against bad teams. They generally just – Lottie da through the first 40 minutes. And sometimes they're even up by like two or three at that point, even after all that, like the first time we played Buffalo. And for this one, I was like, okay, Buffalo's playing pretty hard. Tage Thompson has a hat trick at this point, And they're very clearly outskating us a little bit. And so for the, like the final 10 minutes of the third period, we were like, okay, let's maybe turn this up a little bit now before yeah. this gets out of hand. Yeah. They turned it up. Um, I'm trying to remember who scored the. Oh, McKinnon scored the first goal for the Avs. Wait, he could have scored the first two, but for some yeah. reason he blew a whistle. Did you notice how they uh, they stopped blowing those dead so quick after that? Yeah, because they realized how much they messed up. Yeah, <laughs> like there were a couple where I was like, "Why has the whistle not been blown yet?" And it's like, "Oh, that's right," because they screwed the Avs out of a goal. Um, so McKinnon gets first one. Should have had a second one. Um, after Tage Thompson scored first, like you talked about. Yeah, not a great goal for Darcy Kemper to give up, which we'll talk no. about his game in this a little later. It's pretty much the same conversation, but keep yeah. going. Yeah. So, uh, and then the second goal was by, by, oh, I'm Comfort. drawing a blank, Griffin, JT Confer. I saw some Buffalo fans chirping me saying that was interference. Did you think it was interference? On um, Comfer? Yeah. No. That's, saying the, that's the first I've heard of that, and absolutely yeah. not. I had some people in my mentions saying that that was interference. Uh, um, okay. Sure. Yeah. I didn't know Buffalo. <laughs> if that's goalie interference, there's a big problem in the league right now. Yeah. Well, no, they called interference like when he was going to get the puck. Oh, okay. Interference went goalie to get interference. No, I, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's that's why I was confused. I was like, did he even touch him? Yeah, no, no, no. Apparently, when he played the puck, apparently it was blatant interference. Uh, blatant interference. My favorite word in sports is blatant. Yeah. Every, everything's always so blatant, and that's why there's yeah. such a, a polarizing debate on it. It's because it's so blatant. Yeah, and then I just responded. I was like, "Yeah, it's a they missed a blatant goal on McKinnon's second. And then we actually had a nice conversation afterwards. So shout out to that Sabers fan. But I didn't know if I was just seen through my uh, red colored lenses, saying that the ads can do no wrong. So I didn't know if you thought that that was a uh, interference penalty or not. Honestly, I don't even know what you're talking about with this play. Yeah. So well, because he chased him down to get the puck. And then he strips the guy. I thought it was a clean play, but apparently it was interference. Because like when I when I'm remembering the play, I've I've not watched this goal back since I saw a live. All I remember is the the drive to the net and the bounce in. Yeah, so I will. Take a, your, I'll take your word for it. Okay, deal. I mean that goal by Confer that was a hardworking goal. And yeah, and he needed that very very badly. Very bad, and that whole bottom six needed. They were called out by Bednar after was it after the Vegas game. I, it was after the Vegas game, and I, and I think still after this game too. Yeah. He said they needed more out of their bottom six. And yeah. I and thought it's what he said. It's what he said after this game as well. We need to not, we need to get not just steady defensive play from all four lines. We need the offensive output as well. And the bottom six had two goals against the Sabres. So, I mean, do you consider Newhook a bottom six player right now? 
Yeah. I mean, considering yeah. the other players that we have, yeah, he's still, he's third line. Yeah. I say middle line. six, middle six sounds better. Yeah. It's same fair. thing, but, but hey, I thought the, I thought the bottom six played a good game. Logan O'Connor was very noticeable. Um, and I mean, Jost had a couple chances. I really have liked the way Darren Helms played since he's come back from injury. Yeah, he's um, been solid. He's not creating a bunch offensively, but he's not having as many defensive mistakes that I feel like he was having uh, before his injury. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I mean, Darren Helms' job is to just be as inoffensive as possible. Honestly, like that—that's what he's supposed to do. And he's been doing it okay so far since yeah. he's come back from injury. The less I notice Darren Helm, the better he's playing. Yes, that is a excellent point. I think Jost is going to pop off here for a uh, for a goal here. He may get one tomorrow. I just got a feeling. He's, yeah, he's been around soon. He's been around the net. I just got a feeling it's coming for him. Um, so I thought the top or the top six definitely stepped up, but the bottom six contributed a little bit, which was needed. Um, and then Nazem Kadri, just to put a wrap on the first period, uh, gave the Avs a three-two lead going there, or was it three-one? Three-two. Thompson Three, scored after Comfer. Thompson scored again. Um, Nazem Kadri, that shot was beautiful. Yeah. Like, that was a beautiful shot. 22 for Kadri now or 21? 21. 21. I mean, he's going to get 30 goals this year. Easily. Which would be the You'll get third that time in his career. For 30 goals? I mean, has he hit 30? I think he had I mean. two when he was yeah, in. He had, two, he had two straight 30-goal seasons. Then the year before he was traded here, he had 16, 19, 11, and right now 21. Yeah. So he's, he's picking up, he's going to get 30 goals. Um, Already has career high in assists at 42 yeah. by a mile. He's going to destroy his, I think he probably ends. I'm going to say he cools off a little bit. I'm going to say he probably ends with 85 points. I think that's cooling off a lot for him. Yeah. I think, I think 95 is probably where he's more looking here at this point. I mean, he's played 46 games. He has 63 points. Like that's unbelievable. Yeah, he's over a point per game almost. Uh, more than well that. Over. Yeah, yeah, well over. But, I mean, who knows? If he gets to 100, I think that'd just be the most hilarious thing, though, because no one in the right mind saw that coming. No, and if they did, they're going to be a very rich man in a few months. Yeah. Um, so it's 3-2. Going to the second period. I don't think there was a goal scored in the second period, was there? Paige Thompson no. had the hat Paige trick. Thompson, there there wasn't anything right. for us. So I. The second period just felt like, okay, Buffalo is skating hard and we are waiting to see if we have to turn it on the third period still. See, I thought – I could have sworn I thought Tate Thompson scored in the third, but now that I remember it right, it was off that atrocious – like I can't believe I'd say it's an atrocious Kale McCarr turnover. Yeah, who had surprised. a – like I, I mentioned a lot of people who were spiritually still in bed for this game. Kale McCarr had a bad night. He was, he was not up for this game at all. No, I mean, he – he was still, I think he had an assist, didn't he? Yeah, he still he still picked up an assist. He was still yeah. even on the night, still two shots on goal, still played 23 minutes on the game. So, I mean, for him, you know, what for a, Kale McCarr, right? it's an what off a, game. What a disaster. Yeah. For, for Kale McCarr, that's that would be the game of a lifetime. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that turnover, I've never seen Kale McCarr turn the puck over that bad in a game. I'm trying to remember a time when he did. Like, I'm, I'm thinking like the Washington game. At the Maybe. beginning of the year, him and Gerard weren't very good. But even then, I don't remember one like explicitly that bad. Yeah, that one was bad. It was really bad. And then even then, they, they kind of recovered. Didn't they block the shot and it just bounced right to Thompson in the slot? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, I mean, Tage Thompson had a freaking outstanding game. Obviously, he had the hat trick. He had all three Buffalo goals. And even with all that, getting a hat trick from Tage Thompson and outskating us pretty much for most of the game really outside of like the third period, they really still couldn't do much with it. Yeah. They, I mean, Buffalo, I, they're not as bad as I thought they were going to be. No, I, I thought, like, they were, I thought they were going to be a true. I thought they were going to be like what Montreal is right now. Yeah, they've actually been like, if you go look at the standings for the league, they, they're they pretty comfortably not the worst team. Yeah. They're right? not going to finish last. They are the, they're 27th in the league. They're ahead of the Philadelphia Flyers. Just like we all predicted at the beginning. Just of the like year. we all predict. They're at Philly, New Jersey, Seattle, Arizona, Montreal, which for them is essentially a playoff berth. Yeah, but it's almost a bad thing because aren't you hoping for more higher traffics if you're Buffalo? I mean, they, they got Owen Power. It's it's more important to actually feel like you're going somewhere at some point than to just True. always get number one. 
And they've got, they have, in my opinion, right now, and a lot of professionals, the best prospect pool in the league. And they still can get the first overall pick. I mean, just because they're, they're the fifth worst doesn't mean they can't get it. That's true. I mean, I, I like Tage Thompson a lot. I I did not expect him to be as good as he is this year. And Jeff Skinner's been resurgent this year, too. So, yeah, Jeff Skinner's Alex bad Tuck's been for a three years and good for one. That's what he does. Yeah. I mean, Alex Tuck's been back to the Alex Tuck we've become used to seeing. This is the best version of Alex Tuck we've ever seen. Yeah. So I don't know. Buffalo, I, if you're a Buffalo fan, listen to this. You, you have hope, which I think they can't say they've had in a long time. I mean, that that's all they wanted out of this season is for just to, to end that bleak feeling in the fan base. Because for the last like five years, it's just been nothing. But there is no hope for this franchise. We are hope. like, remember, like the peak of the Eichel stuff before the end of last season. Oh, yeah. I, I was just sitting there wondering, like, how is anyone still a Sabres fan? How can you sit there and support this team? And now for the first time, there's something to work with for the first time in what feels like since they got Jack Eichel in the draft. Yeah. And I, I have hope for him. So I, I did not think the abs were going to blow them out in this game. No. And they definitely did not blow them out. Um, but it, it gets tied going into the third period. And like we talked about, the abs just turn it on. Yeah. I mean, they, they played a great third period. What were your thoughts on the the start of New Hook's go-ahead goal? Do you think that should have been a penalty on Jack Johnson? See, the interesting part for me with this game is I almost forgot it started, and I had to really put a lot of it on the background because I had to work production starting in the third period. So I was sitting at the production right. truck watching this, on my, watching this on my phone. I watched this play happen live, so I can talk about this. Okay, good. It really looked to me like incidental contact. I I know I'm very biased. I thought it was fine. Honestly, I wouldn't have blown anything dead either. I I could have seen it go either way. Yeah. Like I, I'm glad they didn't call the penalty because obviously I'm I'm an Avs fan. Um, but if they would have called it a penalty, I would have been like, okay, like that's yeah. and we also wouldn't fair. have been upset because we never would have known we would have scored on that play. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. the fact that we ended up scoring on it that this is even a thing. Yeah, but that pass by Miko to set up new hook was so damn sexy. Um, that was just a great play. Newhook gets his 11th of the year. Tied for the rookie lead in goals. Yeah, he may. I think he may score. I'm going to say a bold take here. I think he may score more goals than Berkey this year. I mean, if Berkey continues his cold streak, I mean, he's only what, like two, three goals away from his total right now? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Berkey's been close. I have no quarrels with the way Berkey's been playing. It's just he can't get the puck in the back of the net. He can't, he can't finish right now. Yeah. He's also just not – he only had one shot in this game against Buffalo and zero against Vegas. Well, that's the problem we talked about earlier in the year with him. He just doesn't shoot the puck enough. He, he, it's the number one thing with him. Like, he has opportunities. I think the biggest thing with him is he's not giving himself enough space. He's not getting open enough, so he's just not even getting the puck a ton. Have you noticed Berkey with the puck a ton recently? Uh, outside of when they're on the second power play, not really. Yeah, that's that's the only time I can really remember Berkey on the power play is when he does the McKinnon light and try to skate it by himself into the zone, which only works about half the time. Yeah. Outside of that, I can't really name a tie. Like, wow, Berkey looked really good on this possession, even if he didn't score. He's like Darren Helm right now, which is bad because Darren <laughs> Helm is doing yeah. his job and Berkey's job is to not be Darren Helm. Yeah, I mean, what's his point to at right now? Berkey's still putting up points though, right? He's, like, or am I losing his, it right now? His last point was against Tampa Bay. I know that much. He's got 36 points in 47 games. He's he's tailed off a bit, obviously. He was, I don't know, it seems like he picks up an assist every couple games or so. I mean, there was a point in early January when last time he was scoring goals that he was on a, a little bit of a point streak. Like, I think it was a five or six game point streak. Since then, yep. he, has three, he has three assists. Yeah. I, I want him to be good, man. I, I, I want him to be good. I mean, trust me, I want him to be good because I want I want to rant and rave about him on this show, just how great he is, how great his shot is, but he doesn't use it. Yeah. The, his greatest weapon, there, there are very few players that can do the stop, wind up, wrist shot better than Berkey does. I'm thinking like it might be Austin Matthews who does it better. I'd say that's probably And when true. is the last time Berkey's done that? Every time he does it, it gets blocked now. I feel yeah, like. every Every time it gets blocked or he just sails it wide, if he does it at all. Yeah. I'm thinking galaxy brain here. What if Berkey continues to be bad and then he takes a one-year prove-it deal for next year and stays with the Avs? I mean, galaxy perfect world. Brain. Perfect yeah, world. Galaxy. I mean, this is his one time to get a, a big contract. So yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. We'll save all that for the offseason. Yeah, we'll save all that. But do you think I'm crazy to think Newhook may 
may score more goals than him this year? I mean, at the rate they're going, Newhook at least scores every couple games or so. Berkey, yeah. it's like five goals at a time and then two months off. Yeah, I just – I wish Berkey – and I, he's not this type of player. And that's why I think Kadri and Nachushkin work so well together is because Nachushkin will crash the net. Right, he will crash net hard and Kadri will find him crash into the net. And that's how Val gets a lot of those juicy rebounds and all that stuff. But I just don't see Berkey crash. Like he's not getting through. The weird thing about Berkey is he has two line mates having career years right now and he's contributed nothing to it. Yeah. Like it's weird. Val is but, having an outstanding season. Nazem Kadri's top five in the league in points. And we're, we were talking earlier, he could hit a hundred points, which he could very well do. And Berkey's under a point per game and just kind of floating out there, which is, it's very strange when you consider the context of it. It is very strange. And it's kind of like the, the good part about it is that line's been so good that if Berkey does get hot again, the, the, the top six is going to be indestructible, like without injuries like that, that top six, put it up against any other top six. I think it could even compete with Florida's top six. Yeah, I think it's, I think in terms of star power, it's better than Florida's yeah. top six. So we'll see. I really hope that Berkey gets it because he's probably outside of it's probably him and Jost as the two most likable players on this team. Would you say there's a lot of likable guys yeah. on this team? But yeah, like I feel like most people like they love they love Berkey and they love Josty. Um, that's why if the Avs do trade Jost, I think there's going to be some very angry people because he is such a fan favorite. Um, But, yeah, we just got to get Berkey going. But Nui has just been unreal this year. Like, the fact he has 11 goals and he was out for – how many games did we say last time he was in the AHL? I mean, it was it was only a little bit. I mean, he was out for, like, uh, a month, really. He played the first game and then came back in the first game against Vancouver. So, I, I I'm not going to do the math off the top of my head. I think that was, like – 12 games maybe or maybe maybe like 10 games ever since he's come back man he has been fantastic he's been an nhl caliber middle six player yeah and he's only gonna get better better and better because he's only 21 yeah super exciting stuff man so abs go up four three miko ranson i know you did you see this or were you watching production miko almost flubbed that empty net i i saw the notification come up so i was like oh i don't need to watch this (laughs) Oh, he go watch the replay when you get a second. He has that moment of like, oh shit, it's like rolling off his stick because no one was around him. Even if he would have missed, he would have had time to gather it, but it would have been funny. But he has that moment where he goes, oh shit, and he flubs it. And um, he just, he, he regains it, but it was funny that he almost missed a wide open empty net. Yeah, accidentally on purpose kind of yeah. thing. So final score, 5-3. Darcy, I thought played, that was his best period in the third period. He made a couple big saves. Because Buffalo yeah, he, turned it on near the end. He started poorly. I mean, there's there's no denying that, that he should have made a couple of these saves on Paige Thompson. But the thing with Darcy is he really strikes me as a, a guy of routine. And, like, he, he likes his – I know nothing about the guy. I'm purely speculating here. But he seems like the kind of guy that likes games to start at a certain time and get in a certain routine. That's why it's sometimes better for him to face some shots. I feel like this early start really threw him out of his rhythm. And it, it took like two periods for him to get it back. Yeah. And he's, he should be fine. I think he'll probably get to start tomorrow in Boston. I would think so. I, I would mean, think, I mean, just Frankie, off I mean, Frankie at his last game against Dallas did not earn him a start against Boston. I'll yeah. Say I think it's going to be Darcy. Um, Cause then we come back for I'm trying to remember the schedule now. Cause then we Boston, come back to Detroit back to back to Winnipeg and Vegas. So they'll probably do well. It's, it's either it's probably Darcy these next two. Yeah, it'd be Darcy, Frankie. Darcy, Frankie, Darcy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably it. And like we talked about on the last episode, Darcy is the clear cut number one right now. Yeah, like it, it's not even a question. It's it's Darcy and everyone else. Yeah. So and like, and it's like I said, like I'm not taking stock of really anything from this game. It was yeah. an early start. I I it really seemed to me like Darcy was just completely thrown off by a lot. Not a lot of energy in the game. The the 11 a.m. start. Like, if you're used to starting games at, like, 6, 7 p.m. and then all of a sudden you start at 11 a.m., that's going to throw off your body clock a little bit. Goal, goalies, more than anyone in the league, are such, like, creatures of habit. Yeah. It should help that the tomorrow's, or when you're listening to this, today's game is at 11 a.m. So, 
maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll be feeling good and they won't have spent the night in Las Vegas the night before. Yeah, hopefully. Well, they'll the be before. they've spent they'll at least have spent some time in Buffalo in the cold. So maybe we'll yeah. be nice and miserable and take it out on them. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, but I got nothing else from that Sabres game. I mean, yeah. it, it's a game that we will remember or we won't remember in two weeks. I think I might forget it once we hit stop record. Yeah, it's probably like, fair. Like it, it literally just does not matter. We want we scored five goals, which looks good for our goals for our goals for total. And dude, we outshot them, which is kind of surprising to me. We just, I did not think we outshot them, but we outshot them. We just we just tend to do that without trying. Yeah. Like that cracked me up. I was like, how do I was just looking at sets? Like, how do we outshoot them? Yeah. I mean, we we have Nazem Kadri and Miko Ranson who put up five, six shots a game and Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, Tage Thompson scored on all three of his shots. Yeah. Helped so, his shooting percentage look a lot better. Yeah. And good. He's hit he hit 20 goals today, I believe, when Buffalo played. So good for him yep. at least. He, he's a building block for him for sure. So yeah. Buffalo, just enjoy that your team's not the worst team in the league this year. You yeah, got, this, this is got. the easy part of the rebuild because yeah. this is the yeah. year that you have literally no expectations and you're not the worst team in the league. This is as fun as it gets. You've got Peyton Krebs, who I think is going to be good. You got Owen power. Ross Mastalin's finally coming into his own. Um, they're they're going to be good. They just got to get a goalie and they'll, they'll be Devin Levi. So they got Devin Levi coming up. Yeah. Remember they got him from Florida. Oh yeah, they did. I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Played. I thought he was a forward, and now you just said his name again, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, he's a goalie. Yeah, well, we think about that with the Reinhardt trade. I mean, it's the it was the big return of the the Reinhardt trade was getting Devin Levi, and they also have Luka Pekalukinen, who's only 22 and has made a lot of starts this year. Yeah, so Buffalo, you've got hope. Yeah, I mean Pekalukinen in nine games is a 9.17. I think that's next year will probably end up being full time starter, or at yeah. least part time starter. I mean, Tukarski's a good backup. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, weren't they on like their seventh goalie? Like a couple. Yeah, they have Malcolm ago? Subban, I think, on the team too. They had well, Aaron Dell done for the season. Yeah, and they had Aaron Dell literally get suspended and then put on waivers after his incredibly stupid hit against Batherson. Broke his leg. And Anderson was out since like November. Back now, and like they were really down too. I think they were playing Michael Hauser, and then Hauser got hurt. Yeah, they've had some bad luck, and they're still not. And they're they, they're, they're respectable. Team, they're a team that has legitimate fight in them, which is yeah. I was expecting them to be what Montreal is right now, which is the worst team we've seen in the cap era. Yeah, Montreal's too straight though, bro. They won two games. Too straight in a row. though. It's what it's what I said. Don't bet against Montreal in individual games because you're going to get teams that aren't taking them seriously, and then a team all of a sudden that's trying because now they don't have a stupid coach. Yeah. And they actually, I think they actually like playing for St. Louis. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, good for Buffalo. They'll be they'll be good in a couple of years, I think. But Avs keep the train rolling, and uh, we go into Boston today. As you're listening to this, um, yeah, and only really a couple hours. Probably by the time you're listening, to this game's probably yeah. over. Yeah, it sucks that it's 11 a.m. start time because of President's Day. Um, and college doesn't recognize that anymore. So yeah. I'll, be, I'll be watching this in class. First time I've ever watched a hockey game in class. That'll yeah. Be fun. I think a majority of Avs fans who have day jobs will be uh, listening to the game or watching on their phones because most people have to work tomorrow. I was lucky to get the day off, um, so I'll be able to watch. But I'm excited for this game. Uh, Boston is going to be without that rat, Brad Marchand. Yep, Um, his final game of being suspended because his appeal failed very expectedly. Yeah. Um, So – I think this game, it's going to be a good one. Uh, if you remember last time the Avs played Boston, they overcame a two-goal deficit in the third period. Nathan McKinnon got hurt in the first period. He done broke his face um, with his own stick off a hit by Taylor Hall. Um, and it was Gabriel Landeskog who tied it late, and then Kale McCarr in overtime won it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bo- – I think Boston's kind of fallen off a little bit. They were riding high when we first played them. Yeah, we were when we played them, they were one of the, the hotter teams in the league for the most part. Since then, they're kind of going one win, one loss, two loss, one win, then two losses, then they won against the Senators in OT on Saturday. So they're yeah. they're cooling off a little bit. They're they're a wild card team in the East. They're not going to crack any top three in the Atlantic. We know that. They're not going to crack them, but the Avs have fared pretty well in Boston over the past couple of years. Um, I think 
I think McKinnon's going to have a big game just because he's going to be pissed off that he got hurt in this last game. Uh-huh. So I look forward to seeing that. The Av said, Ari said, or Bednar said that the Taylor Hall situation's over. I, yeah. I don't know if that's true um, because I that was Peter McNabb saying on the broadcast. I don't know if you caught that yesterday. Hall was saying he should have fought. In I, that I game. did catch that one. He was saying that he should have fought. And like now that the game is over, I mean, meaning that Bruins game, and everyone kind of saw the hit and everything. It's like what Landis Cog said after the game. Like he saw the hit and said it wasn't that bad. It was just the message of don't hit our guys. I feel like they got the message. There's really no need to, there's no need to waste any time with this. Yeah. You it already cost you against the Bruins the first time. You just so happened to win. Yeah, I forgot that EJ had like that nine cross check. Yeah, he cross-checked Taylor Hall five times in the back and they let him get away with the first three. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then they yeah. scored on both power plays. Yeah, that was why we were down three one at all. So like we sent the message, don't hit our guy and then we're not going to waste our time with you. But it's been almost a month. I think we're done with this. I think we'll be done. I I'll be shocked if anything happens. No, Um, because we know I mean, McKinnon may drop the gloves, but I don't think he will because he he shouldn't. Yeah, he should. He he will drop the gloves at certain points, but he never should. Yeah, I, I do not want I know it's like he wants to fight, but I also every time he fights, I get scared. Like what? When was it was it fought when he fought Duhane for Minnesota? He like fell pretty hard. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, don't fight, dude. Please. Yeah. So let leave that up to Curtis McDermott. That's what he's on the ice for. So yeah. I think I think they've learned that now. It's like, okay, we got we've got Curtis to, to take care of this now. Yeah. So it was I think this game, I think the Avs win. I, I feel like it's gonna be a four-one win. I really I, do. I agree. I think we do win this game. I think it's gonna end up being kind of close. I think four-two. It's a pretty good score for this one. I don't know. There's just not a lot of momentum with the Bruins right now. And obviously we're still riding pretty high and we, we perform better against better teams. Like we're not, if we're not going to see another Buffalo game. hundred yeah, percent. We aren't going to see, but Kale McCarr is going to be out there. I mean, that's, he's coming kind of back home for when he, when he played at UMass, I'm sure he'll have some of his friends in the building. I expect a big game from him. Darcy's going to be looking to rebound from a average start for him. And I just Boston right now, I watched them against uh, Ottawa yesterday and Ottawa cannot score. Like no. they, it's plain and simple. They can't score. And Boston was having trouble beating Anton Forsberg. And I think Darcy Kemper is better than Anton Forsberg. You know, a so, little bit, a little bit, maybe better. a little bit. And yeah, I think we've also just proven with the avalanche is that they play well against good teams. This is a team that we saw a month ago and we have reason to get up for because they they kind of pissed us off a little bit mm-hmm. and we saw it happen when they made us pay and they scored the two power play goals. We also just proved that when we decide to score against them, that we are just better. So I think, I think we ultimately win this game. I think it's going to be a pretty fun game, but it's not going to be like a classic or anything. I think if Marshan was playing, I'd have a whole different mood, but with Marshan being out, I, the team, that team just doesn't scare me as much anymore. I don't know why. Well, he's, pretty constant hundred point score, not having yeah. kind of missing one half of the second or one third of the second best line in the NHL. I mean, matters quite a bit. Yeah. So I, I feel like the abs do pretty well. Um, you know what I noticed watching the Senators game, just go off topic about the Bruins. Charlie McAvoy has a little bit of a mean streak to him. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Oh, he definitely does. I watched them against the caps in the playoffs last year. He's got a little bit of a mean streak to him. He definitely so does. You got to keep your head up when McAvoy's on the ice. Just like you got to keep your head up when the car's on the ice. Um, but I just, I think the abs, I think they're gonna be a little pissed at how they performed in Buffalo a little bit. Cause I, I just think they don't care. Honestly, yeah, I, th- I think they all know they didn't play well against Buffalo and I don't like us. I don't think they're taking away anything from that game. And they all understand that the Bruins are not the Sabres. I think, I think this is just a smart team that knows when to pick the right moment to play. Yeah, and it's not waste energy in meaningless regular season games. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think this is going to be a pretty big win. Um, and then you go into Detroit later this week. And Detroit, sneaky kind of good right now, man. Yeah, they're, I mean, you look at the, the East in general. They're the only team that even really has, like, the smallest of prayers to sneak into the playoffs. No one, no one outside of the top eight in the East is going to, but if any team is, it would be Detroit. They're barely above 500 right now. Yeah. But they're, they're one of those teams that's kind of, they're at the end of their rebuild. Um, hmm. And a couple years, 
couple of years, but they're getting close. Maurice Sider is awesome. They're competitive. Huh? They're competitive now, which is yeah. a jump. And I like Nadelkovich. If Nadelkovic starts, that's going to be the abs are going to be, they're going to be, they're going to need some, some strong offense to get it past him. Because Nadelkovich is good. If it's Thomas Grice again, we already saw what we can do against Thomas Grice the first yeah, time. Not Grice. a problem. So um, we're going to be doing a live stream for that one. So make sure you come check us out on the Hockey Podcast Network uh, YouTube page. Um, but I, you got anything else about the Boston game? I mean, not really. I'm, I don't know why I'm really not expecting a ton from this game. The coolest thing for me is I'm going to watch it in class. I hope my professors don't listen to this, but that's really the, that's really the main thing I'm looking for for that game is I'm not going to be home to watch it. Yeah. It just sucks that it's up Monday at 11 a.m. Yeah. It's almost like we're in the bubble again when they were doing this shit. Remember game seven was at like, well, for you, it was okay. But for me, yeah, for me, it was in the summertime. But yeah, for me, that game started game seven against the stars. It started locally, I think, like 230. And yeah. it was like a, it was like a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, that was that, that got annoying. Even in the summertime for me, that got annoying after yeah. a little while. It was, I was like, for the first week. No, that was great. The first week. I remember I got quarantined like the first week. So I had right when the bubble started. So I just watched hockey for a week straight while working. It was fantastic. But then once the abs gotten that, it sucked. I, I'm still pissed that they bumped uh, the abs down to that time slot and let Vegas and Vancouver have the prime time slot. Yeah, I thought that was so did. dumb. Rude. Yeah, it was so dumb. But that's kind of what it feels like to me with these 11 o'clock games. Um, it should be. Is this the last 11 o'clock game this year? I think so. I would think I'm not remembering one off the top of my head. That yeah. would be another one. I can quickly like run through the schedule. I don't think so. Uh, we, have a, we, have a, we have a 4 p.m. against Minnesota in a month. Yeah, that's not bad. I and mean, a five, yeah, a 5 p.m. Okay, we have a one against Pittsburgh in April on a, on a Saturday. So that, that makes sense. Yeah, that would be 3 o'clock for me and one for Mountain Time. Yeah, at least so it's no, not So Saturday. no 11s. Yeah, no more 11s, which is okay. So we'll troop through it for this next game against Boston. We already trooped through it once with Buffalo. Um but uh, yeah, I am excited for the game. I think we win four to two. Yeah. No, four one is what I said. You said four two. Yeah, I said don't steal my score. Sorry, sorry. Four one is what I'm going with. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs. 360 style windmill good new customers can bet just one dollar on any team and get 150 dollars in free bets if they win it's that simple just one dollar on any team of your choice any game of your choice and you have the opportunity for 150 dollars in free bets and if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet you can still take your shot at a big payday every day with DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineups, which is something that I personally do just about every day with the NHL. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest, and if you're like me, Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest, you can play for as little as a dime or for as much as you want. It's all up to you. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit as well. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 20 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 8879-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-APE-HOPE-NY or call HOPE-NY-467-369. Now, back to the episode. No Marshan for the Bruins. I mean, we're pretty healthy right now for the moment, at least. Knock on wood. But... Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I think it's going to be a pretty 
fun game. I'm not super, super excited for it, but we'll see where it goes. But there is the, there is one little thing that I did want to talk about, just a very random conversation that really has no bearing on the abs, but something I did want to talk about. I saw Jay Fresh Hockey tweet a poll earlier today asking what our thoughts would be on a play-in round for the Stanley Cup playoffs, where you have, for example, the seven seed playing the 10 seed and the eight seed playing the nine seed and like a best of three playoff series. Do you think that would be anything? First of all, two questions this. Do you think that is ever something the NHL would adopt? And is that something you would even want? Um, as someone who likes watching hockey, I would like it. But do I think it happens? I answered your questions totally out of order. I think just with the new TV contract, especially since ESPN just did uh, with the NBA doing its play-in tournament, I think it's more of a real possibility than it was two years ago. Absolutely. I agree um, with that. I don't think it's fair no. because the gap between, like, if we go look at the standings right now. Yeah, I'll in the east, up. In the East specifically. Like you're telling me that Boston and Washington, who are going to finish with probably 95 points around that, probably around, around that, probably around 100, probably around 100. They're going to be wild card teams, and then they have to play three more playing games to play Detroit and Columbus, right? Who and will possibly who might have 82 points, yeah? Who might like the gap is ridiculous especially in the east the west would be a little bit more interesting because the west is a lot more compact yeah you'd have edmonton um, playing dallas and la playing anaheim and they're all fun. they're all around the same sort of pace yeah that'd be fun i'd watch that but the east it's completely not fair right you, you can't do it for one league i i would love to watch those series if i was a fan of teams and i was in that no chance in hell i'd i'd be pissed yeah so but it is a way to get more revenue, more ticket sales. I can see the business side of it, how it would be better. Yeah, for the business side of it, it makes sense. In terms of practicality and for the playoff format, absolutely fucking not. No chance would I ever want this. I mean, if it brings back the one through eight playoff system, maybe, maybe that's a compromise I'd be willing to make. But in terms of the regular season, I mean... The regular season is already almost entirely meaningless. And to if you're outside of the playoffs after an 82-game season, you're outside the top eight, I'm sorry, you don't deserve to be there. 16 teams make it. 16 teams go home at the end of the regular season. Half the league makes the playoffs. And if you're like, I'm just going to use the Stars as an example here. Like you're the seven-seed Stars playing the 10-seed Ducks in a three-game series. And John Gibson posts a, a 990 in three games and you go home even if you were 12 points ahead of the ducks that's stupid like you have you have a legitimate gripe at that point like i know i saw in that same conversation a lot of people pointed to the mlb and the wild card game that kind of sucks when you think about it was the MLB, oh, yeah. 162 games and it all comes down one to game. one at yeah. the very end of it. That is dumb. When you really sit and think about it, that does not make any sense. No, it makes zero. So the business aspect of it is more money, more TVs. And, and like, even then, like we bring up the money, how much are we even talking here? We're talking about two home games for the higher seed and one for the lower seed. Like, yeah, I'm no sure they bump up prices for that, but like, it's not, it isn't something that's going to like bump up. Sal that's always the argument I see is like, well, it's going to bump up the salary cap. When, when is it going to do that? We had a massive multi-million dollar TV deal and the salary cap is going to go up 1 million for five straight years. What's like six home games for a couple teams going to do? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think they just see it that way as more games, more money. More yeah. chance to sell merchandise. More That's the only way I see this happening. Gary Bettman, a couple years ago, I remember very, very vividly, is like, no, we are not expanding the playoffs ever. And at first, I kind of disagree with it because I just, on principle, disagree with a lot of things that Gary Bettman says. So it's kind of by instinct I disagree. But the more I thought about it, I think this is the one thing he's right about. I don't think we should expand the playoffs, especially no. now that we have 32 teams. Half the league makes it. It's yeah. that simple. The, the one thing we need to fix about the playoffs is the seeding format. And it's, it's one of those things too. It's like the NBA did it last year and luckily nothing crazy happened. I know they were freaking out because the Lakers were playing in it. 
So if the Lakers would have lost, that would have been bad. But I think all the higher seeds ended up winning, but it's still it's still just dumb to make them play those extra games. Um, well, look at what happened when we did it in the bubble. We lost both five seeds. Both yeah. the Penguins and the Oilers lost. We lost Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid because of this format a couple of years ago in the, in the once in a lifetime format, I feel like I should add because a pandemic happened that shut down the season and we were playing this in August, but I mean, it wasn't very good in that bubble. Honestly, you had a five seed who at the end of the season was well in the playoffs in the Pittsburgh Penguins and Edmonton Oilers who lost to teams that would have never made it under any other circumstance. And then you have to also consider like, let's say, you have that 10 seed win and then they go on to play us the avalanche in the first round and they get absolutely demolished because they didn't deserve to even be there. Was that the coyotes? The coyotes I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just making up an example in my yeah. head, but the yeah, you can bring up the coyotes and the Blackhawks. They were the 11 and 12 seed and they both got crushed in the first round by us in Vegas. But I'm just bringing up like the, the ducks again, if they beat this Dallas in this hypothetical series that I made up in my mind, then they play the avalanche and get destroyed. That's not very fun. Like, yeah, you get, I, you get I a, could see the Ducks beating the Stars. Now you bring that up. I well, could. yeah, that's what I mean. I'm, like, in a three-game series, all you need is your goalie to get hot. And then the entire 82-game season you had is meaningless. Yeah. So, I and I think just we're on a, the same page. We don't want it. Yeah. But knowing the NHL, they'll do something stupid. Yeah. And hockey is just such a random sport that even the five-game series that we had in the qualifying round, I felt like just wasn't enough. It's such a random sport with so many bounces and hot and cold goaltending and shooting percentages. Anything less than a seven game series just isn't enough, let alone three. Yeah. It's just not enough. like that's, I mean, go look at a three game series. If the Avs were facing the blue jackets, we'd be down. Oh, two. Yeah. We would have lost the series. I mean, look at the last several like playoff series. Like just look at last year. We would have beat Vegas. Yeah. We would have swept them. We would have been sick. <laughs> yeah. And we were lost to Dallas in two a couple years ago. And like you look at, you need longer playoff series. I know I'm totally making up a hypothetical thing to get upset about here, but like, I just thought it was something worth bringing up. Cause I like talking about potential playoff formats, but the only yeah. thing I think that we should change about the playoffs is get rid of the, the two, three seed in, in division. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, I tweeted that out yesterday because Mark Mosier was talking about it on the broadcast and he was like, this is stupid. Like this formatting is really dumb. And I was surprised. I thought me and you were kind of in the minority of people who didn't like it, but there were actually a good amount of people who agreed that it's. Oh yeah. There's a lot of people that don't like this stuff. It's just, we got used to it. This was 2014. This got implemented. It hasn't even been around that long. We used to have it right. And then we just stopped doing it. Yeah. Cause when they realigned all the divisions. Yeah. Um, and then they, I, I'd even be okay with a division format if you just committed to it. Cause they, the thing is, is like they, they compromised with this. The thing that they want is they want rivalries in the first two rounds. They want in division teams to play each other. So you can get your, your caps penguins or your abs wild or whatever in the first round in division rivalries, bring in money according to the NHL. So if we're going to do that, then just do one through four in each division. Everyone would hate it, but at least it makes sense. The, like winner, of each, the winner of each division goes to the final four. That makes sense. Like what they did last year. Right, what they did last year. That at least makes some semblance of sense. It should just be one through eight. And maybe you have the top, you have the division winners as one and two, just to but give the thinking, regular season some meaning. That's what pisses me off. And what's dumb about it is we would have gotten like those Caps-Penguins games in the finals which would right. have been way better than the second round. Like you're wasting the best matchups earlier in the playoffs, which makes zero sense. Right. So yeah, they need to do it. And it's unfair to something like the Metro division. It's totally unfair that the Maple Leafs may finish like the fourth best record in the NHL and have to face the team with the third best record. Yeah. I mean, like Florida and Tampa Bay are two of the best teams in the NHL. Toronto's a really good team this year. They're just buried behind a lot of they would be second in the metropolitan even as good as the metro's been and honestly i'm just going to pull up conference standings by points percentage you'd have florida and carolina one and two so in our perfect world that would be the one and two anyway but like you're going to have 
Carolina, the two seed playing the Penguins, which is the six seed right now, and Toronto playing the four seed Toronto playing the three seed Tampa Bay. And also the thing is like they bring up a lot of these rivalries and everything. I found like before we implemented this system, I loved a lot of those organic playoff series and the Mm -hmm. rivalries that would form from that. And then when you get like a Caps Penguins out of that, it's a rare treat. That's a lot of fun. Like, I don't know. You got the Caps and the Penguins for three straight years and it almost felt felt forced to a certain degree. Oh, because it's just a second round matchup every year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things they need to change. I don't know if they will. Maybe no, after they this never, year. They never will. They're stubborn in their way. They will add the play in round before they change the format. Yeah. Well, and because if you think about it too, it was uh, Toronto's gotten fucked by this many a times. Yeah. Like they had to face Boston. What was it like two straight years? Yeah. Two straight years in, in a row. Round. Yeah. And it was this like the Atlantic, uh, like I usually separate things in like pre pandemic, but like they had to deal with Tampa and Boston in their division for several years in a row. And then they had to play Boston. And the, you could argue those were two of like the top three teams in the East for several straight years in a row. I mean, they, it really was in Tampa. You would have thought that uh, Toronto with how much their fan base they bitched about that they may have gotten lucky and gotten it taken off. But yeah, if it fucks over Toronto, I feel like they usually change things, but it fucked over Toronto a lot and they haven't changed it. Yeah. And the, the reason it's not going to change is because it doesn't affect the money. And if, if anything, this current format makes more money because it does have the rivalries in the first round or whatever. So that like, if they do change anything, they would bring in a play in game before, because like we said, more games, more money. They're not going to change something just because it makes more sense or not. Yeah. And we'll see how it plays out this year. I mean, the Pacific division, I think, is going to be terrible. I mean, it, yeah, it's going to be Calgary and Vegas for mm-hmm. in the second round, which if you're Calgary, you got to be because what they'd be they'd be fourth, I guess, in percentage points right now. Wouldn't third. They? Third, they're ahead of. I mean, they've uh, won nine in a row. They've climbed. Oh yeah, they're ahead of Vegas. I'm sorry, I I was thinking Vegas was ahead. You know what else is interesting? You know who else is ahead of Vegas? Minnesota, Edmonton. Interesting in point percentage, really. Yeah, it'll probably change once the Oilers lose this game and Vegas wins tonight. That hasn't updated yet, but as of right now, Edmonton's point zero two ahead of them. Wow, wow. I mean, Edmonton's down six to two to Minnesota, right? Yeah, they are coming back, but I mean, it's. It's going to be the Pacific Division should be it should be Vegas and Calgary in the second round. It should Vegas would be the seven seed right now in terms of points percentage. That's crazy. They played a lot of games. That's right. We were talking about this a little just to again change topics here. This is this is staple end of podcast stuff for us. Just bouncing (laughs) all over the place. We just kind of keep waiting for Vegas to just get better, and they kind of just keep hovering around like the six and four in the last ten kind of thing. Yeah. And Jack Eichel scores first goal tonight. Whoop-de-doo. Um, they are definitely missing some pieces with Mark Stone and Alec Martinez and Robin Leonard. Um, we were talking about it. Maybe they've lost a little bit. Like, I used, I'm not scared of Vegas this year. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I'm just not scared of them this year. And as scared, Like, last year, I will admit, they, I thought about Vegas a lot because they had that. Vegas was, Vegas was the obstacle. There was nothing else in our way. Yeah, and I'm just not. I'm not super scared of them this year. And I'm going to regret saying that when we match up with them in the Western conference finals, but as of right now, this rate, it might be the first round. Yeah. As of right now, when we're recording this on February 20th at eight o'clock, my time, I'm not scared of Vegas. Yeah. I mean, I think the mystique with Vegas is gone this season. They're, they're 14 and 14 on home ice, but it's also something I brought up. Teams had to deal with a lot of adversity this season and the parallels with Tampa Bay are very apparent right now, especially with the Mark Stone stuff and on LTIR. And Tampa Bay wasn't ever at this point last year. They had finished third in a very, very good, what was it, central division, division I think it was last central. year. Yep. And I don't know. Maybe they just realize the regular season really doesn't mean anything. And then all of a sudden they just turn it on the playoffs and then just quite walk, possible walk their quite way possible. to the Western Conference final. Cause like, if it holds right now, they would play Edmonton in the first round. That's five they, games. They walk through that series without a problem. Calgary would be a very interesting series. That Calgary is really – they have the best goaltending in the league right now percentage-wise. 
And we are banking on them not choking in the playoffs like they do. Right. Historically, um, they choke in the playoffs, which gives me a lot of pause. But because who would they match up with right now in the first round? Dallas? Uh, or Nashville? Go back. I totally just lost that page. I promise I'm a professional reload page. <laughs> they would get Nashville in the first round. I think they win that. That's that's a good matchup for them. I like that. Nashville's lost four in a row. Nashville's probably not even going to make the playoffs. Yeah, Nashville, um, they're four, five, and one their last 10. They're going to make the playoffs just because the competition outside of them is not that fierce, but yeah. they're not finishing top three anymore. Yeah. So I, I, I well, that's, that's a good matchup for him. I, I think they could beat Nashville, I'd say in six. Yeah. I think six is probably fair. You get, you got to give UC Soros some games there. Yeah. So I, I like that. I think Calgary should beat them, but. Like right now, I think Calgary could beat Vegas in the second round. Yeah. I mean, it's not even a hot take. They're well ahead of them at this point. They're just looking way better than Vegas has. I just, I've all season have just been waiting for Vegas to pull away. And they did for a little bit, but Calgary's gotten better. And we're kind of getting to the point where we we're kind of figuring out what teams are. It's too late in the season to be like, well, we're just going to wait for this to change. And for Vegas, I feel like they have an excuse they just had Jack Eichel score their first goal, Mark Stone and LTIR. And now they're going to be missing their starting goalie, which to me feels a lot like, okay, by the time the playoffs roll around, this team might end up being rolling. And I don't know. Vegas confuses me. Yeah, they confuse me too. You're, you're probably 100% right, and they'll be completely fine by, I, by I the lean, playoffs. I lean towards that. that yeah. They're – it's, it's Vegas. They always find a way to be completely yeah. fine. They, they, they never get the job done in the playoffs, but until they lose, they find a way to just be completely fine. Yeah. They're going to have to, they are going to have to get it together a little bit. I mean, yeah. like it's, it's, it's getting to the point where like, okay, they're seventh in the West in terms yeah. of points percentage. That's not going to, that's not, that's not going to yeah. stay. I, I think they make it closer with Calgary. But, I mean, it's not crazy to think. I mean, they're going to win tonight against San Jose. They're up 3 nothing going into the third period, which, hey, last time they were up 3 nothing in San Jose. I, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Don't get too far ahead of myself. Game. But uh, I, I, it would be hilarious if they missed the playoffs. I don't think it's going to happen. It's but it would not going to happen. But yeah. it would be pretty funny if they did I, end up. I wonder what would happen, though. Like, what would they have to do? Like, let's say they're – they have to win their last game to get the eight seed. Okay. Scenario do they pull here. Mark Stone Vegas, off LTIR? That's exactly what I was going with. All of a sudden, yeah. Vegas, like towards the end of the season, is like, oh, we're actually in danger here. All of a sudden, Mark Stone is like, ah, my back, it's so much better. And yeah, they bring him back for like, the final. They do whatever they have to do to bring him back for the final, like five games or so. And then they miss the playoffs. That'd be hilarious. I mean, it would be really funny because then they'd have to make all their offseason moves because they're yeah. well over the cap. Oh, that'd be so funny. I, I want that now. That's all I want. If the abs don't win the cup, that's all I want. Um, but I think we can kind of put a bow on it because we've, we, we haven't had too many, like outside of that Vegas game last week, it's kind of been just some hockey games been being played. Like I, I haven't really been like super pumped or a lot bummed about a loss. Um, I yeah. think it's going to be that next Vegas game in Vegas is going to be a big one. Uh, I'm like looking forward to that, but the, the abs, like it just, it's not a bad thing that they're this good. And we just kind of run out of things to talk about because we'd be end up talking about the same thing every single episode. Like, yeah, the abs are a really good fucking hockey team. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what the show has been for the last two yeah. months. Yeah. The abs are really good and we're waiting for the playoffs. Yep. Like it's, so like, it's like, it's like, it's like I said earlier in the episode, like if we played down to our competition and we were like in a legitimate playoff race, that would be a big problem. But when you get to the playoffs, you're not playing the Sabres. Yeah, the fact that we play better against good teams is honestly more encouraging. And the fact that we yeah. know when to pick our moment is—you took the words right out of my mouth, right there. Yeah. So we'll see. Tomorrow's a big game. Um, I got nothing else, man. Yeah, I got nothing else for this one. We've got the Bruins on Monday. Probably by the time you're listening to this, it'll be done. Then we have the Red Wings on Wednesday. We will record after that. If you want to hang out with us for our watch along for that game we would appreciate it uh, we did a watch along for the cold medal game between finland and russia which is uh, right now as we're recording at fifteen thousand views which is a little better than our previous record of 2500 yeah so shout out to everyone who came out we had a blast doing it it was a great gold medal game um finland deserved it they won the gold their first ever gold medal 
in hockey. And I dare to say, I'm not going to say, I was going to say Finland's the number one hockey uh, country in the world, but I mean, I would... someone in our comments brought up an interesting point that I didn't think about per capita in terms of populations. Yeah. You can maybe make that argument. Make the argument. Finland has a much smaller population than Canada, United States, Russia, all the superpowers you think of per capita of superstars. You can make the argument that maybe Finland's that superpower. Yeah, I mean, obviously could. it's Canada, not saying it's not Canada, but Finland's right there. Finland's right there. We were talking about on the stream, Finland's superstars are probably the closest to Canada matchup wise than any other country. Yeah. I mean, when you really think of, and also just depth wise, how yeah. many they have. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been interesting if NHL players could have gone, hopefully in 2026, where are the Olympics in 2026 Griffin off the top of your head? I have no idea. I um, Is it LA? No, that's, or is that that's the summer. That's summer. Yeah. Uh, look it up. But I, I really do think, if they can get NHL players there, it'll be even more must-watch TV Italy. because it was Italy. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. So I would watch that. Um, it was definitely a bummer the NHL players weren't in there. Um, but I think next next go around, it should be the Avs star players should still be good enough and young enough to make those teams. Yeah, Miko Ranton so, is going to be at the next Olympics. Yeah, and also so, like. Even if the NHL players did go, I still think we're talking about Finland in this gold medal game. Even if they yeah, don't, even if they don't beat Canada in the gold medal game, I still think they go. Yeah, without a doubt. And it was it was fun. Number 12 on Finland. I'm already forgetting his name. He was 6'8". He was awesome to watch. Um, but I really hope NHL players go next time, man, because it, it was the last event of the Olympics was the men's hockey gold medal match. And it just was such a bummer that there were no NHL players there because it would have been unreal. It was already unreal to watch. It would have been even better if NHL players were there. Yeah. Finland versus Russia with NHL players. Sign me up. It's a ton of fun. Ton of fun. Oh, we, we, we did it here, man. It's, it's Russian Olympic Committee. Come on, man. Ah, yeah. The, the Russian Olympic the Committee. Russian athletes representing their country. If we're just going to yeah. go out of our, our way to make it the most annoying name possible. Their yeah. jerseys were so funny. I, yeah, I really, really do think they were issued to them. They didn't make them. I 100%. They were like, all right, these are the leftover jerseys we had. Let's just throw a. These, are, these vaguely them. resemble your country's colors. You can wear yeah. them. You could have thrown <laughs> them on probably half of the world and called them their jerseys. Yeah, just change the logo. Yeah. Even that, it would, I think the logo was pretty much still the, the IOC logo, wasn't it? Yeah, it was with just the ROC on the bottom. Right. So, but once again, shout out to everyone who came and hopped in the stream. Um, we're going to be doing another one for the Red Wings game. This would have been cool if we could have done streams of Red Wings Avalanche back in the 90s, uh, if it existed. Oh, yeah. I, th I think we would have had a couple things to say yeah. for those games. We would have had some fun. But we'll, we'll, do them, we'll do them for the playoffs, so maybe we'll have our own version of that. Yeah, that's true. Maybe against Minnesota. But uh, I had a blast doing it. It was a little bit of a late night, but we still had fun. And 15,000 people watching us talk about hockey just kind of blew my mind. Yeah. So I mean, we had, like, what, like you said, like 160 concurrent viewers at some point. Yeah. It was crazy. It's just, I try, I try not to think about it in the moment because if I, if I think about it, I'm going to get nervous. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like I think back on I mean, it, I'm like, 15,000 people were watching me talk? Yeah, I, I, I get I, nervous when, when I look at the numbers for the podcast, when I look at the numbers for the live streams, I really just try to comp compartmentalize that as much as I can. Because yeah, if I start thinking about it, it gets really weird. <laughs> but, but I was like, okay. that's like if you put everyone in a room, like it's, it's a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot. Like imagine you almost fill ball imagine, Yeah, imagine we were given like a speech in front of fifteen thousand people. I would cry. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't speak. I'd crash. Yeah, so, I would. I think I would just start crying. Yeah, I would just. I would make very bad jokes, which I already do. Well, we but, did that on the stream anyway. Yeah, we did that on the stream too. But yeah, I had a blast doing it. Um, and just shout out to everyone who is constantly in our streams. Yeah, and we'll see you guys again on Wednesday when we take on the Red Wings for that stream. But I think that is it for us on this edition of the Teledabs Diz podcast. A very, a very jumbled one, I think, because just cool. we played one game against Buffalo. That's essentially like not playing a game at all. We yeah. have a game tomorrow that uh, today's just been a very weird day, hasn't it? Just yeah. felt off all weird. day. And no football. Like, it's just weird. Like we're not I think that's what it is. It's Sunday and there's no football. Yeah. I think that's what so. threw me off too. But yeah. 
bit of a jumbled episode, but I think I had fun. So I had a good time. We'll be back on Wednesday for live stream and recording right after that. Seems like we just do that every week now. So it's not even weird at this point. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at Teledabs. It is where we've got more stuff coming in just a couple days here as we get into the really, I mean, not really the home stretch, but we're kind of getting there. Like there's two really months left. Like we really think there's only like nine weeks left. Yeah. That's what you're saying before we record two weeks, two months, basically. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of getting there sooner than you think. We might not have played a ton of games, but the, the rest of this regular season is going to fly by pretty fast. hundred percent. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be great. Can't wait to get to the playoffs, but that's it for us on this edition. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, again, it's just always weird looking at the numbers for podcasts and thinking about like, oh, like that's a lot of people listening to me stumble on my words talking about a, a playoff format that doesn't exist. I've, I've sadly gotten used to it. Yeah, I, so. me too. It's weird. But regardless, thank you so much to everyone for tuning in. And we will catch you all next time. Enjoy the rest of your week.